did it literally it's exactly like the the image looks but can you see like now it's starting to mm-hmm. scab up but not nearly as bad as my other tattoos i feel like um so i haven't even posted anything about this yet and i feel like once i actually do Sounds gonna I'm just wondering who's gonna notice. You're gonna get a lifetime what it is. Crown heads. Dude, I'm a fucking lifetime advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, short of putting crown heads on the tattoo, that's like free advertisement. But yeah. the thing is, is I didn't actually get it for that. Even though it has semblance and meaning, I just, just wanted just to tell them that. I want I know I will. <laughs> I just want a badass sugar skull and I was like, dude, the one on the the Lost Calaveras box is dope. Like I want to get that. That's and it's one of the coolest ones I've seen cuz all the other ones they're almost too made up. They're too intricate, too detailed. There's too much going on. This one's much more simplistic. I feel like some are really too floral for my taking. Or my life oh yeah, for sure. They have like weird like this has a diamond in it. Like it just looks really solid, geometric. I mean, it looks really great. And yeah. the, the parts that are shaded gray were gold on the initial one on the actual box, which I have up there. So he did a good job, and he's, he's got all these ideas to, like, finish it off and blend it in and do the whole sleeve of the whole oh, arm. Dude, so I should make pretty stoked. Gold leaf tattooing. Does that not already exist? Oh, well, metallic. Not. I'm sure you can get a metallic. Metallic. Like they have glow-in-the-dark now, which I thought was yeah. kind of tight. But in in the regular daylight, it just looks like skin pigmentation issues. It really <laughs> it's just does. looks like a lighter like off pink. Like yeah, that's what it looks like. It's fucking weird. Like a weird green fucking line that's barely noticeable. Yeah, I mean, it's totally cool when you're with all your friends in the dark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> When's that? Like, you're going to look real cool in a bowling alley on you're, disco you're night. You're in a movie theater and someone's like, turn off your phone. It's my tattoo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, speaking of movies. So last night we went and watched um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Lauren bitched and complained enough. They gave us four free movie ticket vouchers. Yeah, what did you watch the other time? Sicario. Sicario. And halfway through, some asshole decided to work on the projector, kept the fucking door open so you could hear the ladder clanking, and it's like right above our heads. You could hear him fucking jostling shit in the room. You're in the sweet seat, and you're fucking hearing all this bullshit. Yeah. And one dude up towards the front, literally like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's just like, then everybody started like chiming in, type of one of those things. Um, at least I faintly remember someone saying, are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. I was pretty sure I was high, Me, so I, I would really be remember, so but... oblivious to it. I'm like, why did they dub ladder sounds into the movie? At first, that's what I thought you it thought was. thought it was part of the I movie? Thought it was, I thought it was clanking <laughs> and part of the movie. Yeah. Because Sicario is an action movie. Sicario yeah. too. I mean, both of them are. So I, I initially thought that's what it was until I literally looked up and I saw the ladder hanging and I could see the guy working inside. But here's the fucked up thing. We don't know what he was doing, but then he did it twice, and towards the end of the movie, at a very integral part of the movie, the fucking audio cut out. Oh, There's literally something being said that changed the course like of the pivotal, movie, a very pivotal moment in the movie, and we heard no audio. And then someone actually walked out to let him know, so we just assumed that they were going to rewind the movie. So which we they could, should have. Which they should have, and they didn't. So, like, so Lauren... Just cut a few minutes off the credits at the fucking end. Right. Like, stay like, on schedule. Right, stay on schedule. Like, I, yeah, no one would have given a shit. But they didn't do that, so no accommodation there whatsoever, which I would have been fine. I'd have been like, okay, yeah, cool, remind the fucking movie, no big deal, right? 
Um, so Lauren sent a, sent in a thing and like complained, and they the movie theater sent us four free vouchers. That's like ultimate DVR. Can you rewind that? <laughs> <laughs> that I want to see that moment again. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> oh yeah, play it again. About ten seconds back. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we watched uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, which I like the first Ant Man movie. I like most Marvel movies. There's some that are duds, but for the most part. You know what drives me nuts is when people are like, it's just not realistic. It's like, hey, fuck face. It's, it's not supposed movie. to. Have you seen the first Avengers? There's aliens everywhere. Yeah. It's not like, it's just not realistic. It's like, fuck you. If you go into it thinking it should be realistic, you're fucking garbage. But anyway, so here's my take on the movie without spoiling anything at all. Yeah. Um, I liked it as much as I liked the first one. It's super fucking cheesy in the best way possible. That's the only thing I can say is that I recognized throughout the entirety of the movie how fucking cheesy it was, and I loved it. Like, I thought it was fantastic. I was like, this movie is fucking great. Super cheesy, though. Hmm. But it was really good, and there's some really... I mean, it's it almost kind of reminds me of, like, the humor they put in Thor Ragnarok. Like, it has that kind of humor built in. Okay. I feel like now Marvel's yeah. just like, oh, the whole comedy thing's kind of working for us, so we'll just keep doing that. Gotcha. We'll keep and plus Paul Rudd. I mean, he's yeah. funny anyway, so. Yeah. Really, really good, though. I so, like, it. Cheetos cheesy? Or Cheez-Its cheesy? Cheetos cheesy. So, like, Real super, cheesy. like, kind of, like, overly... Almost gimmicky. Gimmick, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's a part in it where there's like a really cheesy product placement too. Oh, God. <laughs> like, like it's super obvious. I would literally laughed when I saw it. I was just like, really? So just like, stu- and even like the acting, the dialogue. Yeah. Like the dialogue between characters a lot of time is super fucking cheesy, but it's just such a good fucking movie i loved it i left there literally going usually i would hate this movie but it's so fucking good i can't hate it it was awesome it was really good i watched uh transformers the last night last night on amazon prime wait the transformers is called last night i think so so last night last night last night last night interesting um wait is that the one which one is that? That's like the latest. It's it? the last one has Mark oh, Wahlberg in it. I never saw it. Some little girl who like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I heard it was garbagey, and I don't at really all. think it was a big release for a Transformers movie either. At all, I did not like it. I'm gonna go ahead and say let's stop the whole Transformers thing. It's run its course. I know. Not like at that fucking Bumblebee movie. That's a there seriously. Yeah, they have a movie coming out specifically for the one Transformer. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Cut it off. It's yeah. done. I thought it was. You a, rode that money train way too long. I thought it was like a Herbie remake. You know, that talking bug from like yeah. the 70s. Yeah. The slug bug, the white one. I thought it was that at first. Lindsay Lohan already did that. I movie. know. I thought it was a remake of that again. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because oh, be it was so like terrible. starting to talk and like move. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this a Herbie? fucking? <laughs> you know, what's frustrating about that is that they they gave. The machines are alive, right? Right. They're aliens. Biomechanical. But what what frustrates the fuck out of me is that with such advanced technology, they could never get Bumblebee to fucking talk. 
They can never fix him to get him to talk. I know, and they tried to fix it in the last night, and he had like a weird voice. He's like, that's not my voice, and he like rips his throat out. <laughs> oh my God, it's so lame. They're just riding that fucking no voice thing until yeah, the fucking... It just drives me nuts. Like, you were an alien life form that is so advanced. You couldn't figure out how to fucking fix his voice and box. And you figure out that Bumblebee had been around since like, uh, like World War II. Seriously? And you find out that Transformers have been on Earth ever since like 680 or something like that. Mm. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's All right. weird. That's so like, just, it's kind of lame. So like the whole story of like oh, you've been... King Arthur and Merlin, uh, the reason they had magic is because Transformers were helping. Is that how the pyramids were built too? Probably. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I just think it's kind... All these blocks are so heavy. Darn, I wish I had a Transformer. Yeah. I got this. It's like, how did they build it so fast? And it's just this big ass fucking machine. This goddamn around. semi-truck is just... <laughs> Just laying bricks. <laughs> it's so dumb. You know, the first couple were really good. They were pretty good. And, fun. you know, I like Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I thought he's pretty... Oof. Dude, he's fucking awesome. He's crazy as shit, but he, as far as Transformers go, way better as a lead actor than Mark Wahlberg. It's because Disney kids fucking hit this moment, man, when they get into their late teens after being in Hollywood and a celebrity for like a decade. They fucking they go snap. crazy. Yeah, they all go crazy. They all. Lindsay Lohan was at the top of the list that yeah. I watched this morning of fucking celebrities who basically lost went crazy shit. and lost their. It's always the and, child actors. It's never an adult actor that goes crazy. Yeah, it's kid actors. The only one that didn't is like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it was like, but he really wasn't an actor. It was like celebrities who tried to make comebacks. And yeah. Lindsay Lohan was one, and she was number one. <laughs> yeah. Fucking she's garbage. Not happening. Yeah, she's garbage. There's a lot of them. And Ashley, what's her name? Um, she was on all that. She fucking went she crazy. She went crazy, too. Yeah, she just fell off. I mean, good Lord. She used to be so hot and all that when, I, when we were younger. I was yeah, like, I mean, God damn. She's I crazy. wouldn't go as far as hot. But she's probably the cutest one on there. She's not attractive to me anymore. Well, she's got like her face is all like plastic now. It, it looks, looks like kind of plastic. It's all blown up. She has like a perfect sheen. She's got mm. a satin finish. She have a Martin sheen. Most people have the eggshell finish. She has the satin finish. Maybe why, mild gloss. Why hasn't anybody used like the Sheen family as a way to like dictate gloss on something <laughs> like the Charlie Sheen, the Martin Sheen. Oh dude. Someone needs to do that. And I'm going to be tight. And Charlie would have to for sure be the glossiest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Martin Sheen would be like the dullest, yeah, yeah. Yeah. most opaque look. Oh yeah. <laughs> no gloss finish at all. That'd be a hell of a That's product. Funny. That'd be sweet. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love play on words. Um, so today on milestone episode sixty. Yeah, we're on fucking sixty. I know. Holy shit, nuggets. It's That's pretty, pretty intense, wild. and it's at a good time, and the reason I say it's at a good time is because literally at this moment, IPCPR has kicked off their 60th year. Everybody's in the thick of it. Actually, it may be their That'd be wild, year. wouldn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, Hold not, on. it's not, but they've been doing it for a long time. Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, shit. It, dude, how weird would that be? It's not been out that long. 
I think the organization's been around for a while, but I don't think IPCPR is the show in and of itself has not been out 60 years. That'd be pretty incredible. If that it was. would be. But right in the thick of IPCPR 2018, and we wanted to spend some time today just reviewing some of the news that's out there, some of the things that are going on, some of the most highly anticipated products that are coming to market, and so on and so forth. Um, and we kind of have, there's a lot of shit going on right now. There's a lot of new product releases, launches. Some of yeah. them are Vitola changes. I'm not as interested in somebody going, oh, well, we're now coming out with this Corona and this blend. Care not. I want to know what's out there that's coming in terms of new release cigars because that is because of federal regulation right now, that is probably the most talked about thing that's happening because of, yeah, I mean, it is being stifled. So it's, I think it's even more important to cover the stuff that's coming to market. Yeah. So we've got a good list of some shit. Um, and I've been really keeping a close eye and paying close attention through social media and just for what manufacturers have been releasing. So we're just going to kind of kick this off and go through some of the more anticipated stuff that's coming to market. Stuff that's also relevant to our listeners as well. I mean, there's some other stuff coming to the market, but yeah. by manufacturers that are kind of garbagey and no one really gives a shit about. So the first one that actually interested me, which... I love this company because they make one particular cigar that I really fell in love with, and that's La Barba. So they came out with the La Barba Red and the La Barba Purple, which have been out for a long time. They've done some limited release stuff with Caldwell. They've done, you know, they've done some odds and ends, limited, hey, we're doing a thousand boxes, and that's yeah. it type stuff. Um, but they really haven't come out with anything new in a very long time until now. So their release at the show is a. Uh, a cigar, it's the La Barba um, Primitivo. Primitivo? Primitivo, um, which I'm, I believe is... Scottish. It has something to oh. do with wine as opposed to cigars, because I know that's the owner of uh, it, La Barba, which, by the way, is in Cleveland, Ohio, like so you've got to give him love. Like a cooking wine? Uh, no, I think it's like an actual wine wine. Oh. It's an Italian grape um, but here's what intrigues me about this cigar. So this is the first La Barber cigar that's actually going to have a Maduro wrapper. Not only is it a Maduro wrapper, but it's Mexican San Andreas Maduro yes. wrapper, which is cool. <gasps> it's got an Indonesian binder and Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvania fillers. So I'm already obnoxiously intrigued by this La Barber cigar, mostly because I love the purple as much as I loved it. It is like one that continually. What do you think about the red, though? The shorty. I'm not as. I'm not as. I like the purple better. The purple's way better. The yeah. the red is almost disinteresting to me, and yeah. I've only smoked it a handful of times, but I've had the purple numerous Pur- amounts. Of time. Purple's better. It's just so to me. It is such a well balanced cigar, and then looking at this because I've been waiting for La Barba to kind of come out with something for a long time. I'm a fan because they're Cleveland fans. There's some. There's some good juju between. Yeah. Um, myself and them just being, you know, from Ohio. And of course they're, they're Cleveland Browns fans, which is awesome. Um, I really like the purple when it came out and this is one that I've been waiting for a long time for La Barba to just finally say, Hey, we're bringing something into mass production, not these limited shit. Okay. The limited stuff's cool. I like limited edition stuff, but from where we are, it's hard to get our hands on it. 
I mean, unless we are committed to buying a box of something, that's it's really truly, hard to get our hands on something limited. That's so. truly the definition of limited edition uh, when it comes to distribution. Yeah. But I will say this. Technically, everyone, and this is a fact, and you can quote me on it, every single cigar you smoke is a limited edition. That is true. It's a one particular unique cigar from a particular batch from a particular year. Yep, because the next time they grow in that same region, it's going to be completely different. Um, That's a great point. Um, So this is the the anticipated La Barba launch that they're doing at IPCPR. Um, I believe their goal to ship these to local tobacconist, which one of our local tobacconists carries La Barba, so I'm hoping they get these Yeah, they, I'm sure they will. Um, is going to be in the August time frame. So probably a couple weeks post-show. Yeah. And then we should start and see these hit the shelves, which I'll be definitely, I will be personally. We be are an eye excited, on La Barba. Yeah. Uh, cue clap track. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, we could probably have a quick clap track on here why, oh, why we've never done that if that's the case i'm gonna spam the fuck out of it this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish it was just one of those really fast ones just like this <laughs> um uh so the next thing and next thing in the news this is something that isn't a release as far as a new cigar but i was really really intrigued by this um this is an acquisition of sorts so do you remember when those Enfuego lighters, or not Enfuego, the Fuego lighters came out? The ones that are USB charged and they look much like a the cigarette electric. lighter. Right, the electric lighter. Yeah. So Zycar ended up buying Fuego lighters. So oh, Zycar is now branding their lighters Zycar and they actually acquired that organization. Yeah. I don't know how much they bought them for. I don't anticipate it's a lot because I don't think Many people bought those Fuego. And here's the thing. Everything that I read about them was they were garbage. Like yes. people were bitching about the coils. They're like not heating they up quick light, enough. They don't light hot enough don't, to make it fast. They don't. It takes forever to charge. They were having assembly issues. They're made of fucking plastic. Mostly, like the, yeah. yeah. It's like mostly plastic. USB charging that takes like hours to recharge. The right. Fucker. Right. So. So. I was, this is one that I was more shocked by than anything. I just didn't see Zycar wanting to get into that electric market just because they do so well with single, triple, um, quad flame torches. They just, they're the biggest name in lighting and probably the biggest name in cutters. I feel like this particular lighter is a step backward for them. Just because it's not synonymous with quality, which Zycar is. I just know, thought it was, I, I, I personally thought it was a little. It, it could be a power play, though. It's very common in industries just to, to buy out competition yeah. and let them dwindle and die. Yeah, but was like Fuego really competition? Like how many, how many people do I you see know. pictures lighting with a Fuego lighter? Zycar X-Flame. Both a yeah, lighter X-Flame. and a small taser slash flamethrower. <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> like build a flashlight into it or something. It already looks like one. Do something better with it. Um, I, I don't know. Part of me, too, is like their push with this cannibalizes their already good product, quality product. They got, they got really good torch Like lighters. a butane is not going to go away. Really good cutters. Yeah, I just, it's weird because I look at this, it says does not require butane or lighter fluid. Like doesn't Zycar have their own butane and don't, I mean. I wish it said but requires. It's just can, I don't know. It seems like it's cannibalizing their other doesn't products. Doesn't require uh, butane or lighter fluid, but takes nuclear fusion. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. What if you 
What if you had to like charge it at one of those electric gas stations? <laughs> it's like, God damn it, I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it being a good addition to their line. I just see it as something that's going to cause them problems personally. But that's just me. But also, I don't run, you know, a large organization like Zycar. So what do I fucking know? It had to be a power play. There's got to be something to that Fuego that they were like, why does Fuego sound like some Mexican car? Oh, uh, Fuego. Sounds like a station wagon from Mexico. Um, it does sound a little bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I kind of like my butane lighters as they are. And I don't really, I don't think I've ever really considered, I'm trying to think back once the Fuego lighters came out, because I know there was a little bit of hype around them, but I don't think I've ever made a consideration for like, oh yeah, I want this electric lighter because I think it's going to be better than the butane that I already have. I don't know. It just seemed kind of. No, they seem they seem kind of dull to me as far as what they do. But yeah. I guess if you're in like a super windy area, like if you're always on the beach, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe that's where they, you know, maybe they come in handy there. But outside of that, it's I, I think it's just kind of a. So these are the same lighters that I think Alpha yeah. made or. No, Alpha's just reselling. They were just reselling them. They said there's a metal one coming out, I think, maybe. I don't know. Well, they need to come out with something that's metal because the biggest complaints around the biggest complaints around the Fuego lighters initially were the fact that they were shittily made, made of plastic, I believe. They were and like the outside. They fell, they broke. Right. Like, cause you imagine like stepping on it and it's like, oh, there goes my fucking $70 shitty lighter. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my other thing too, is that commands are pretty high price too, which I don't know, given the issues that we've heard about, I not so sure it's worth it. So if you want a Fuego for $70, I'm sure it's going to go up to 120 now. Uh, visit LondonTobacconist.com where you can buy a plastic Fuego. Yeah. There you go. Cause they're going to be more expensive now, buddy. Yeah. You just wait. So I'm looking for, and I don't know why I can't find it. I had it pulled up yesterday, but uh, we'll move on to, uh, we'll move on to our buddies at El Artista. So El Artista is launching a new product. And I don't know if this is the sample that we smoked. It may or may not be. Uh, um, I won't give the number, but the one with the number. Yeah. I don't think it is. Bec- well, it's, they're releasing two, right? Oh, okay. Um, and this is El Artista's, it's called the Cimarron, which they're releasing in a Maduro version and they're releasing in a Connecticut version. So one thing to note here is that in both versions, the binder and fillers are all the same. What is different is, is the Maduro uses a Mexican San Andreas must be growing like crazy now. Cause now I see all these product releases for Mexican San Andreas <laughs> that I had not seen in a yeah. very, very long time. Um, and the Connecticut version uses an Ecuadorian um, grown wrapper. So now that's if 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 it's the one I had, which was that one, uh, would have uh, been the Maduro. Oh, the Maduro, yeah, yeah. El Artista. I really did like that cigar, though. Yeah, it was pretty bomb. The I construction I, was fucking great, and it had a really good burn, and the flavor was pleasant. Yeah. What what I think I'm I'm excited about this particular cigar because. El Artista grows their own tobacco. It's sometimes a mystery as far as what the blend's going to be. Like, you know that there's going to be Dominican in it, but you don't know how it's grown. You don't know how long it's aged. 
there's a sense of anticipation, I guess, like a little bit of intrigue that goes around it. So there is a hybrid filler in here that was actually developed by Ram, which I don't know has necessarily been used before. Um, so this may be something completely different than anything we've seen in their lineup. I'm very excited because I like the LRTista brand a lot. And yeah. I think construction and quality is where they shine. There's been some stuff that we smoked from them where flavor is a little bit lackluster. But given what the components are in each one of these particular cigars, I just don't know how you could go wrong. Like, I feel like you would have to purposely fuck it up. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually really excited. Um, I'm excited for this cigar. And this is one that I think the anticipated release um everything being shipped out uh will ship out in the beginning of august so we should see it hit retailers pretty pretty shortly uh, if it is the one i smoked i gave it a really high score oh very cool <laughs> but i'm not gonna I'll, tell you i'll confirm i'll confirm with uh kevin or ram post ipcpr and see yeah yeah i'd be curious because i did review that um the next one, and this is the one that I cannot find the details on, which I thought I had pulled up, but apparently I didn't, is, um, and here's my thing, not a Rocky Patel fan at all, typically makes pretty garbage cigars, but what, in, what, a treat, what intrigued me about this new line that they're coming out, it's called the ALR line, mm. which actually stands for Aged, Limited, and Rare, so it's a line that Rocky Patel is actually coming out with now that commands a pretty high price that... The story goes that Rocky Patel was down at their factory and he was going over some other blends. And from what he stated, he kept going back to this one blend that he really liked and kind of commanded that it was that it be aged for a specific period of time, came back to it, used these components of these cigars, these aged tobacco to create this ALR line, which is apparently supposed to be, in his words, in his terms, something that no one's ever seen from Rocky Patel before. It's probably like his Padron 1926. Rocky Patel and Padron are not the same people. I know. I'm saying like that's his. Like, oh, stick. I that's see what you're saying. Similar I, to I thought you were. I was like, wait, what? It's probably gonna be like twenty dollars. I see. It's gonna be expensive. I see what you're saying. So it's gonna be their kind of A class type right. cigar that's gonna come in. Now here's the thing. The Padron commands a price, a higher price tag because the Padron. 1926 is a fucking fantastic cigar yeah. that's by it's not that it's not like Gurkha where they're like we're gonna put this $30 price tag on this piece of shit Padron made the 1926 which is one of the best cigars made hands down and it commands that price I have personally have a hard time believing Rocky Patel is gonna make anything that commands a price like that. And I think it's not that expensive. I don't think it's in the twenty dollar range, but it's definitely one of the most expensive Rocky Patels that's gonna be out. I think I forget what it retails for. I'm gonna for, be but... honest, Rocky. The higher the price, the more likely I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued by it. I, and that's the only reason I'm talking about it now. Otherwise I wouldn't be talking about Rocky Patel at all on this on this show. But I'm talking about it because I am intrigued the fact that he specifically states kind of in a press release that I really wanted something that that was kind of A-class, top-shelf cigar, which almost tells me he's admitted within that statement that he doesn't really have anything out that's kind of great and top-shelf. Think about it. That's true. Read not between ma- the lines. Not many great Rocky Patels out there, in my opinion. Mass-produced, cool. You've got your loyal following, cool. 
they'll all be dead in 20 years, so then what are you going to do? Better come out with some good shit. That's all I'm saying. Um, the next one, which I am intrigued by, but also at the same time, I am skeptical of. And that is the Caldwell and Room 101, specifically Matt Booth. Um, they're doing their version two of the hit and run. So I had the original hit and run Same. about two months ago, and I didn't love it, especially for the price I paid for it. Now, did I get it from a tobacconist that charges a little bit of a premium? Yeah, yeah I did. It was 12, um, right? it was 12 bucks. It was 13. 13? Yeah, for a short little guy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was a little upset about that. Um, because it wasn't worth that. If I had paid nine for it, yeah, it may have been worth it. Um, but I didn't fall. I didn't fall in love with a hit and run. There was a lot of hype about it. A lot of people really liked it. I didn't fall in love with it. Oh. I, I had a hard time really getting into that cigar, and I really was trying. Ah, uh, cute boo track. Yeah, boo. <laughs> um, but now they have uh part D, which is. <laughs> The fucking name is so good. It's called Rip and Dip. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't know what the fuck it means, Cue but I love clap it. Cue track. Yeah, the Rip and Dip, man. So this is the next iteration of the original Hit and Run, which is going to use a Habana wrapper. Um, I believe, I can't remember if the fillers are the same, if the rest of the construction is the same, or if it's a vastly different cigar, but it's, it's clear that the actual wrapper what you're visibly going to see on the cigar is going to be different. And these are all made at the Ventura factory. Mm-hmm. Most, like La Barba, Caldwell, Room 101, everything's produced at the William Ventura factory in Dominican Republic. So um, at least there's a level of consistency there. So I don't think it's going to be a super vast difference as mm-hmm. far as what you're going to see other than um, some subtle changes in components. But it is one that, just because it's from Caldwell and because it's from Room 101, that I'm actually pretty excited about. So we'll see the verdicts out, I guess, when it actually releases and hit stores. We'll know for yeah. sure how well it is. Um, this is one that I'm really, really intrigued by. So we smoke the tea, the original tea. Was that shit? That was just this past week. So this past week's episode, episode 59, we broke down the tea, which both of us stated we really enjoyed yeah but there's a lot of criticism out in the industry where people it was very i think you said it best polarized yeah there is a love it or hate it type cigar we both loved it which is why i wanted to talk about the new release so there is a new release of the tea and it's the connecticut version everything in the actual cigar remains the same except for the wrapper which um I feel like that really dark Maduro worked with that. Yeah, it did. I don't know about a Connecticut. Maybe it's just me. It just depends. I just, I feel like Connecticut's work with a very specific blend of cigar. And everyone outside of that for me is generally I'm not too fond of. Like I typically like a milder, kind of more sweeter filler with a Connecticut. Typically, and this is not that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Foundation, foundation's doing the same thing with the new tabernacle, putting a lighter wrapper on it, putting the Connecticut wrapper on it. So we're gonna see this and the tea as well. I'm not counting anything out because I like both I of those so much. I know it yeah. could it could surprise it you. It might work. It may be 
it may be a really great blend. And you don't know until you try it. But I really enjoyed the first one enough yeah. to where now I'm really excited about this new T version coming out, which has, of course, got the Connecticut uh, rapper on it. Clap track. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So this one's actually going to be made by AJ Fernandez because it's the T and that's the collaboration between uh, <clears throat> all three parties. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit as far as like Caldwell, Room 101, a lot of integration. and But that's what they're their good. Stuff at like they IPCPR. do that every fucking year. Yeah, they do. They always come out with something yeah. crazy. Always. So, um, pretty excited about the stuff that they're moving forward uh, into the next couple months. This one is weird to me. It's not weird to me. It's just one that I guess typically wouldn't talk about as much, but I'm intrigued by what it is. So, J.C. Newman, same company owns Brickhouse and makes the Brickhouse line. They are doing what they are calling the new American release. So what intrigued me about this cigar is that everything in the cigar, which by the way, J.C. Newman's sub-brand, which is Fourth Generation Cigar Company, is mm-hmm. the one that's actually releasing what's called the All-American. The name is exactly what the cigar is. Everything about the cigar is All-American. Every tobacco is grown in America. It's produced in America. Everything comes from Dude. the United States. Pretty fucking cool. I think that may be the first time ever other than maybe back in the fucking 60s dude, where everything was produced in America. Jump in my time-traveling DeLorean, Marty, because if you go back like a couple episodes, we talked about... I, th- I feel like I, I, I know I mentioned it, but I think we talked about the idea of like, man, wouldn't it be great if we just had some good-ass fucking American-made cigars? Yeah, well, they're doing it. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's always a thing with J.C. Newman as far as American, too. Like, some of the legislation in the United States federal regulation, J.C. Newman has particularly fought very hard against because mm-hmm. they are an American manufacturer. Yeah. Um. So to come out with something like this that is kind of prideful to the United States and saying, hey, what I'm hoping— Send one to Trump. Yeah, no shit. Um, what I'm hoping happens with this cigar— which I'm skeptical of, just depending on how closely they pe- paid attention to the blending process, yeah. is that I would love for it to tell the story of how good American tobacco really is. Yeah, you don't want it to be that thing. Like, there's just some things America's not good at, you know, like education and soccer. Yeah, <laughs> very poor at both. And you would, it would, you'd hate to want to add tobacco, premium tobacco to that list. I don't want to add it to the I list. I don't want to add it. So um, it's going to be using um, tobaccos from Connecticut, surprise, surprise, Pennsylvania tobacco, and they're using the FSG tobacco. So oh. from the same farms that Drew Estate made the FSG in, they're going to be using that yeah. Florida Sun Grown as well. It could suck hard. I know. It could be fucking awful. Or it could make a statement and be really good. I'm hoping it's the latter of the two because I'm excited for the fact that J.C. Newman is kind of launching something that is. And this isn't a fucking love America. Fuck yeah. Um, this is just, dude, I'm intrigued by it. And I've always, we talked about before, would love to see an integration of all U.S. tobaccos, um, even if they weren't actually constructed here which these are yeah i would still be excited to see something how well something could be made with all those tobaccos Dude, i wish it was like infused with bits of the constitution yeah you could fucking sell them for like a million dollars a piece chisel off some of that brass on the liberty bell yeah dude <clears throat> that'd be real american then everyone gets lead poisoning i don't know 
like you couldn't do that. What if you could just kind of like stamp the outside of the wrapper with bits of the Constitution and <laughs> call it freedom? That'd be sweet. Well, you could. You could make that your band. Yeah, well, that's true. Your band could The whole be... band could just be on the fucking outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. We'll make, a, we'll make an American Constitution. Cigar. Yeah, we're on to something, Jason. Even don't steal our fucking idea. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool because you don't see a lot really, really. You see some stuff in J.C. Newman's sub brands. You see Brickhouse. Um, Brickhouse is so good. Yeah. For very, six bucks. Super God, underrated. Um, but it's really cool to see that one of their sub brands is coming out with something that's literally called the All-American. I think that's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um, and this, um, this next one is one that I'm intrigued by simply because in addition to an already really popular cigar lineup of Drew Estates, which is the Herrera Esteli line. Yes. Um, so they are now officially, and by the way, they rebranded. So part of it, like Drew Estate, I'm, I'm clapping for you because you're marketing geniuses, even though a lot of people can see through the bullshit. You're marketing geniuses, and it works well, right? They know when to rebrand something. They know how to do it methodically. They know when to do their releases. They're a marketing firm. In my, I mean, they're great with tobacco, but they're also a marketing firm, and that's why they're one of the best. But this new Herrera Estee line I'm super excited about for one specific reason. It's a Brazilian Maduro. Yeah. And that's awesome. So it is, it uses the Brazilian Matafina, which is a very top, uh, popular um, Brazilian type leaf. Yeah. Um, and the Herrera Esli line is already good. It is. It's really good. It's cheap. So this is one of which I am super excited about because I love Brazilian tobacco and I feel like just being produced by um, Drew Estate and obviously blended by Willie Herrera that... There's no wrong you could do with a cigar. I'm already anticipating that the cigar is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, I hope it doesn't let me down. Let me put it that way. I hope it doesn't fucking let me down. Because if it lets me down, I'm going to be disappointed. Because really, there's so much that comes from Drew Estate that I love. There's also a lot from Drew Estate that I hate. The Herrera Esli line is one that I've always loved. So I'm hoping that this augments in a very positive way an already really good sub-brand. So, this leads us into our final two. The final two, which I would have to say, and hopefully no one disagrees with me. If you do, you're fucking retarded. Um, is that politically correct? Can we say retarded? Oh, it's a podcast. We can say whatever we we'll want. We'll just have to send a formal apology if someone mentions something. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> used to that. Um, these come down to the last two and probably the most highly anticipated releases and announcements of IPCPR. And there's two of them. Both of them literally gave me hard chubs. Hard. I was sitting outside and I pitched a tent in my shorts. <laughs> it, I was seriously like, whoa, no way. And I'd already heard some rumblings um, all the way back to about two weeks ago. That the possibility of these two things coming out, which I heard new Vitolas. So there, and which is true. true. So yeah. there are new Vitolas in the the original right. legal line, and then you have the what's it the um, what's the one that's called? It's called all oh, the the Fritas. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the called the nasty. The new Vitolas. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> I love it. It's fucking great. Um, but there are two very highly anticipated releases coming out. One in limited production. One is actually going to be in 
full production. And we'll start with the limited production first, because this is the one that I perhaps I'm most, ex- I, I don't know, it's hard to say which one I'm most excited about. I'm excited about this one because of what it commemorates, and that is the new Drew Estate Liga 10. Not number 10, 10. 10 marking the official 10-year anniversary of the number 9, which was the first release in the legal line. This cigar, if you actually look at it, looks unreal good. And I have to believe, even in limited production, uh, that this thing is just going to be lights out. And there's no, there's no doubt that it's probably creating the most buzz within the collective IPCPR community right now. It's probably what everybody's wanting to see the most of did they currently. Add a, did they add a, a tenth regional tobacco leaf to it? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. But... Willie Herrera is actually the one that took over for the blending process, which kind of surprised me, um, but I'm not shocked by it because the guy is such a good blender. I, I get it. But could you imagine how much pressure would be on you to make something like this? Because everybody commemorates that everybody's going to want to fucking smoke this but immediately. And, and, but, and everybody wants something that's going to be better. Oh, for sure. You know, it's got to be like the next iteration. Right. Yeah, they're doing the first initial release is going to be in a single size, dude. Commanding price of eighteen dollars a stick. Am I going to buy it? Yeah, you believe? Better believe your goddamn ass. I'm going to buy it. Uh, will we smoke? I'll it? take two. It's up for debate. Yeah, that one will <laughs> age a while. So this one is limited, and this particular toll limit to a thousand boxes. Now they do say that they're going to release a double Corona, a robusto, and torpedo size in the future but all of it's going to be limited release i think at least the way that they stated it will it actually be limited release we'll see it probably will be because it's one of the dark banded cigars so they did that with oh, the, the number black yeah it's the black with, banded. The, with a little bit of white on it right so i i'm i would have to imagine that yes it's um it's going to be limited release but i'm telling you what right now man i'm I'm super excited for the cigar and really hope that I can actually get my hands on one. Let me just make this uh, very clear, uh, Drew Estate. Listen, we review cigars, we sit around this table, and we, I think we talk a pretty fair and honest game when it comes to reviewing cigars, and we like to try new stuff. Perhaps, just perhaps... You send some of those babies our way. Yeah, we'll review sweet. them. That'd be tight. And we'll guarantee they sell out. Uh, yeah. I can't make that promise, but I'm making it a guarantee, but not a promise. Yeah, that'd be tight. <laughs> that'd be tight. Uh, and, and it's actually, you know what? This next one is probably the one that I'm most interested in, especially from a long-term perspective. I'd much rather view this next one than I would the 10-year anniversary commemorative edition. It'll go away. Right. It's limited production. So this is the first added Liga series cigar in God knows how fucking long. Since 2009. 2009. Almost longer than that. Almost nine years of introducing a new product to the Liga lineup. And this new one is called the H99. This is probably the most highly anticipated release of IPCPR and something that everybody's going to be keeping their eye on for a very long time until it actually hits shelves. This cigar, I can already tell you right now, is going to blow the fuck up when it hits shelves. Like, we're, 
we're frustrated by not being able to get the Andalusian bowl on the regular. I know. Wait till this motherfucker comes out. I know. You're going to be waiting forever. Unless you're in a populated city that has tobacconists everywhere that command that kind of inventory. If you live in Ohio, you're going to be on the struggle bus. Let me put it that way. Dude, trying to get this. It cigar. was like when the Xbox 360 came out, or the uh, uh, what's the Nintendo console that came out? We could never get our hands on the Wii. The Wii. Yeah. You could never get your fucking hands on a Wii. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. That sounded real weird when you said can't that. Can't get your hand on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> real tough to get your hand on the Wii. Yeah, this is. Um, I I expect that this one's gonna be troublesome to get a hold of right at right at the get go, unless they've anticipated the idea of the release and have produced accordingly. But if I know Drew Estate, those little sneaky buggers, they like to dangle that carrot out there as long as they can. Yeah. So I have to imagine they may have enough to hit most retailers, but they'll probably do limited releases at first. Yeah. Like you'll get one box in and it's going to be one of those call, call all your customers and have them wait in a long yeah. line to get it type thing. I have to imagine it's going to be more like that as opposed to having an abundance of inventory for everybody up front. Yeah. Drew Estate, you might not know this, but we run a podcast and we review cigars. <laughs> and I think we're pretty honest and forthright about the reviews we do. And I think it'd be a really good idea for you to send us these new H99s along with the Liga Pravada 10 to review in a future episode. Yeah. Heed the warning. I'm just kidding. That wasn't a threat. Yeah. Um, but I promise we will ensure that they sell out. That's not a guarantee, but it's a promise. <laughs> Third difference. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you threatening me? No. I'm promising you. Cute. Wait, which one's worse? Yeah. Cue slow clap track. <laughs> just that... What I love about how this cigar is made is that it does use a dark, it looks like a Maduro. It's, so it's Coro seed leaf grown in the Connecticut Valley, but it's, it's definitely a darker cigar, right? So it looks like yeah. it's a Maduro. It's a Mexican San Andreas binder with what is a uh, Honduran Nicaraguan fillers, which isn't uncommon for Drew Estate to mix those two fillers together. Now, how long these have been aged, what year they're grown in, we don't know. But given what we know from how they've blended in the past, it's probably going to be pretty fucking good. Yeah, I like my... They're not going to release anything in the Liga series that's going to be garbage. So I am probably more excited for the H99 than I am anything that's being released at IPCPR. Yeah, as long as they're aged anywhere from like 18 to 21, I think I'm good. You're so stupid. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so this this one is going to be produced and just debuting in one single size, which is a 6x52, which is a Toro. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of my favorite Vitolas in the Liga 9. I think we talked about that on a few episodes ago, where I actually really enjoy a larger number nine as opposed to many other cigars that I have. I prefer a Robusto or yeah. Corona. Yeah. So I'm excited that the first size of the cigar is going to be a six by 52. The price is set pretty similar to what you're going to see in the number nine. So right in that probably 13 to $15 range um, boxes, of course, expensive as fuck. And of course they do plan on more sizes down the road. I don't think they're going to have any trouble with, getting these to sell. So different Vitolas will probably 
I would I would have to assume are going to come out within the first year of production on these, maybe even sooner. I remember the uh, <laughs> when we were going to do, do distribution for number nines and we were going through all the list of cigars mm-hmm. like a lot of cigars had high margins there's nothing on there's them. nothing on the nine yeah you have to be part of like the drew estate what is it like drew estate diplomat retailer like you have to buy basically yeah. buy from them direct to get any yeah. sort of advantages in pricing yeah. and we were trying to use distribution i was like well this isn't worth it yeah it was so expensive i get what they're trying to do i see that in the business that i'm in now you see it all the time it's not an uncommon thing and sure. drew estate is so big to where they they know how to do they know how to run the business thoughtfully so they know where profit can be gained and they they understand that when you create exclusivity to things especially by being an exclusive retailer part of their Drew Estate Diplomat Club or whatever they call it um, that it serves and has its advantages again they're an amazing marketing firm when you can sell something that is as shitty as the acid line and make it your most <laughs> popular line, you are a great marketing firm. But what I love about Drew Estate is they also make other really good stuff. So they're not just a garbage brand. Like, I would not put them in the same light as Gurkha. Gurkha, great marketing firm, terrible cigars across the board. Drew Estate, great marketing firm, got some garbage in your lineup. Actually, you got a lot of it. But then you have some really, really good stuff at the other end of the spectrum. Drew Estate, you didn't hear what Corey just said, so please rewind 30 <laughs> seconds and then fast forward two minutes you to ensure you don't catch it. You don't fucking think if I were to talk to anybody at Drew Estate and had a candid conversation, any one of the reps, anybody in upper management, or went to Jonathan Drew himself and said, how do you really like that acid? You're like, dude, it's fucking garbage. But people love them and we're going to continue making them. Do you, how often do you think any one of those, I'm going to go to any one of their Instagrams and see how often they smoke an acid cigar, then report back to me. But goddamn, there's so many You won't reps. even smoke your own shit. There's so many reps. Oh, that, I know. I'll go through, I'll go through every one of them today and I guarantee you'll rarely see there, an acid. There's a rep for every single lineup. So you'll find one guy that'll do the acids. No, I think, I think they all rep everything. I thought they all do individual brands. I don't think so. I think they rep all the brands. I'm almost sure. I'm almost positive. You can't have that many reps. Drew Estate can't have that many reps doing that. You can't pay for that overhead. That's ridiculous. When you can just have someone be in charge of everything. I'm pretty sure they're in charge of everything. But literally, we'll do the experiment. Report back to me. All right. And I'll search too. And I guarantee it will be 10 to 1 other things over Faction, anything factions. in the acid lineup. Find because us. they're garbage. They, fucking, they know they suck. They know they suck. But they have a place in the market. That's totally fine. You know how to capitalize on the product. You know how to make it yeah. profitable. There's nothing wrong with that. They did a great job with the acid line, but it's garbage. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah. Great marketing firm. And I give hats off to them, man. They do a fucking killer job. I mean, did I just ruin every chance I had of ever working with Drew Estate? Probably. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I'm being honest. And if we're all being honest, we all know that they're very subpar cigars, but they have their place in the market, just like any other infusion cigar does. And that's, that's God, that's God's that's honest truth. Fair. That is a fact. That's fair. But then you got shit. And here's the thing. I sing the praises of Drew Estate all the time because of the legal line. My all time favorite cigar is a Drew Estate cigar. So it's not like I'm, you know, riding hard on Drew Estate oh, trying I to know. be a dick. But I'm trying to cook up some brownie points on these h 9 I know, and, and I just, I ruined it. <laughs> I ruined the whole thing. Abort. I, I just threw fuel on it and just lit that motherfucker. 
cute cricket but, truck. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just the realism. And we're, we're, you know, everybody can be honest about it. It is what it is. Um, but that's not to say, like, hey, this H99 is coming out. You've got the anniversary edition that's coming out. You've got the new Brazilian um, Herrera Esteli. Dude, those are all going to be fucking oh, yeah. kick-ass cigars for the people who love cigars. People who smoke acids don't love cigars. They just like smoking acids because they're flavorful. But people who really enjoy sitting down and smoking a cigar to the degree that we do, yeah. this is what they're going to love. This is what they want to see come out. And this is what everybody's excited about, which is exactly why it's been released and nobody's fucking going crazy over the next acid blend that's being released. Point made. God, I should be a lawyer. What could be, what could be another acid one? I don't know. They've got like every flavor you could think of, basically. Honey, um, citrus, orange. I mean, they definitely mint. don't have like citrusy, citrusy ones, but. No, I don't know. And I quite honestly don't care because I don't smoke <laughs> them. Um, but yeah, so how cool is it? H99 is coming out. It's going to hit retailers soon. I'm totally stoked. I hope they don't fucking kill this one six months. Like, what was it? The All Out Kings, the one they, they, Drew State did the collaboration with Caldwell and they held up for like, they held it up for a while and then it released and it was like this big deal and everybody was like, That was such a good cigar. You fuckers. Um, Was it really too premature or are you just creating hype around it? Again, with Drew Estate, you never know. But I'm really hoping this one, when it comes out, is as good as what I anticipate it's going to be. Yeah. Because I already love the line. I'm gonna do, I may actually com- just commit to a box of them if that's the only way I can get them. Just bite the fucking bullet, age them. 300 bucks. Be Here you go. That. Here's my box. <laughs> yeah. $344. Is that what they are? Yikes. And they don't come off their prices. So. No, they don't. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in IPCPR news. And again, we don't really have time to cover it all. We'll do a... Chris made a good point earlier as far as over the course of today and tomorrow, there's going to be more stuff that comes out that we'll probably see. This is going to be the majority of the big news, right? This was anticipation for, this is pre-release. They want everybody to know. They want to build it up and then kind of blow it out at the show. There may be stuff to follow outside of the show, um, post announcements. We'll cover that next week's episode, but really we wanted to cover these big things that, you know, we already knew were occurring and, uh, uh, from a release perspective, at least this week. Yeah. So. Guys, thanks for tuning in to ICUPR, where we cover everything IPCPR. Yeah. What? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, so that, uh, that concludes our coverage of the IPCPR news. And I believe we do have some questions and maybe some shout outs. So we're going to go over those. This, there's no review this week. We didn't have time for a review. So we'll, we'll pick up the review process back next week. I did review. They're just not on the episode. Right. Oh yeah. We have, we have a backlog of reviews, not on the episode, Yeah. but uh, we'll make sure we kick that back up next week. But in the meantime, what questions, what shout outs do we got? Oh man, there's so many good ones. Um, Thomas Hulsey, Husley, Hulsey, Hulsey, please correct me on that, Thomas. Uh, it would be pure entertainment to see a live podcast. Mm. What it, that's a statement. That's a statement. It's <laughs> like a shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but I don't want like the attendance of like two people at a fucking cigar yeah. lounge. <laughs> Live life's kind of weird. So we do have a lot of listeners in the podcast, but the great thing about podcasts is you can listen when you want. 
um, live podcasts are tough to do because you got to do them where it's most conducive for everybody's availability and your podcast studio can't look like a dungeon. Not to mention, I feel like we'd have to either be in New York or Columbus or Texas. Why? Just based on the majority of following. I'm trying to think of like our demographics. Oh, you mean lot? I thought... Like oh, you live. mean like oh 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 no wait so okay Thomas <laughs> Facebook Live or like yeah. live if it's streamed absolutely yeah like if yeah. it's streamed absolutely if it's in person dude we're talking logistical challenges yeah. locations to pick we're gonna have to look for a theater that sits like twenty people <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an like uh what are they called the um. Oh, the fucking veterans little oh, banquet like centers. Veteran <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to have to just like a little small We're just going to have to piggyback on an existing event, you know. Yeah. If you mean live streaming, we've talked about that. Still has some challenges, but um that is something that we anticipate being able to do long term from a podcast yeah. perspective. Uh but like live and in person, that's a little different. Probably never Let's be honest, this podcast is probably never going to get to the size that we'd be able to do that and actually fill a hole. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be, um, we, we, yeah, that's probably no bueno. I've always, I have thought about doing live ones at um, Humidor's um, certain brick and mortar stores. Like we're just recording there. Yeah, like in, in um, tandem with an event. So if there's like a specific vendor that's in, being able to interview whatever rep is with that vendor at that time, either pre-show or, or you know, pre-event or post-event, which does have a live feel because you, you'd have quite a bit of people and, around. But and even if there wasn't anybody around, listen, the magic you can do in post will literally include just people ambiance. Yeah, just in the background. Yeah. Or ambience if you're American. But I like ambience. Um. Yeah. So good, Thomas. Non-question. Question. There, there will be. There'll be a moment in time where there'll be live streams. Yeah. And then for those who don't catch it, they'll it'll just be post-recorded or pre-recorded. Right. Uh, Brian J. Stessel. Shout out. I can always use a shout out for my podcast, The Herfcast. LOL. Oh yeah. Shout out to Herfcast. Yeah. So he's got the uh the Herfcast, which. I'm trying to find a time because of his location is a is a place that I travel to pretty often and will be at in two weeks. Um, gonna have a difficult time getting on his podcast though, uh, which kind of sucks because I really want to do it. Um, but challenges with uh, availability are kind of getting in the way. But I'm in that area pretty often, so I'll definitely link up with him soon. So yeah. So shout out to his podcast, and hopefully um, when I travel next, I can get on it with him, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. So check him out. Check it out. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. XOXO. Uh, Jack Davis. uh, Yeah, I love Jack. uh, I'm trying to find a good voice. Is the Opus X worth the hype? My personal opinion, I've never smoked one that caused me to be blown away. Yeah. There's a lot of hype around any Opus X line. <laughs> Shane, Shane, um, Shane Rail actually commented, most overrated cigar ever made. Yeah, so I've had one Opus X, and it was a long time ago, and I think I've said this on the podcast before. I was drinking when I smoked it, so I don't really remember much. 
You I don't remember how good it was because at the time I wasn't paying attention. You weren't in review mode. No, I was I was in social mode. So it wasn't important to me to break down the cigar in the moment. Um so it's I I can't really give an a, an objective opinion or even because I don't remember a subjective opinion on it at all. Actually there's no such thing as an objective opinion. That's an oxymoron. Um I can't give I can't really give you an opinion at all. Either way, just because I don't remember. Here's what I'll recommend. If you guys are like interested in us reviewing, if we get enough people to say, yeah, I'd like to see a review for that, we'll, we'll consider yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't mind reviewing it yeah. just to see if it is worth, yeah. you know, if it's worth the money, if it's worth the price. Here's my thing. I've smoked so, many, so much good stuff at a $10 price range or less here recently where I just can't imagine something that's $15 more, more than two times the price is going to be that much better than what I've smoked at the $10 price range. Yeah. But it's it's Fuente, it's their flagship line as far as um, their A-class, their top-shelf stuff. So I get it. I mean, I know why people pay for it, but it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be completely outstanding for everybody. But they have their followers, man. Opus X has guys who literally only smoke Opus X. It's yeah. really fucking sad to me see. because there's so many good things out there. You're just not exposing yourself to the wonders of other tobacco. So it's sad that there's people who only smoke them, but they have that following for a reason. So, yeah. What else we got? Last shout out. This comes from three people. So I must, I must be, have to check it out or something. It's another shout out for another like uh, mm-hmm. group, I guess. Or yeah. uh, uh, shout out to round table uh, cigars. On Instagram. Okay. I believe it's sort of a curative timeline of experiences. Okay. Uh, and kind of a tome of people's kind of detailed reviews and experiences oh. on cigars. Roundtable. Oh, that's cool. Roundtable. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'll sweet. check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out too. That's pretty cool. Um, So I had some questions that had come in uh, through that stupid fucking new Instagram feature, which I hate to no end, but it's totally supports what we want to do as far as listening <laughs> questions for the podcast. Yeah. But I will just say, I fucking hate it. It's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but it, it gave us a few questions. Um, well, it actually gave us a lot of questions, but I only drew out, I only drew out like five of them because some <laughs> of them were just fucking retarded. Um, so I think I have that list pulled up right now. Chris, you, you don't have that list, do you? No, I no can, I've got it. Okay. I can bring it up. Though. No, I've got it. I've got it. So, We've got a series of five questions. We'll roll through them pretty quickly as we're about out of time. Um, Alpha Cigar Eric, our buddy Eric, he goes, how do you keep such luscious locks? Um, I literally do nothing to my hair. I don't do anything to it at all. I wash it once a week, and uh, I condition it throughout. I'll condition it once a week. I'll wash it once a week. Um, I don't brush it. I just let it go, and it just does what it does. You know, we were looking at pictures. Of you and me mm-hmm. the other night mm. of how straight and fine your hair was. Oh, yeah. And how it gender. totally changed when you hit your late teens. Yeah, it did. It just, fuck, everything changed. The color changed, and then it got curly. It was weird. Um, there is a simple answer to it, and I, I take into I take into account some very strict regimen on hair treatment. Um, you always want to do non-paraben, non-sulfates, non animal non nothing yeah shampoos and you got to use the right conditioners very similar just pick the right conditioners i typically use ren pure um as a conditioner because i like the lavender mint smell 
and uh, it's great on the uh, it's great on my hair, man. And nice. I don't and I don't overly shampoo through the week. I maybe shampoo every other day. Yeah. Sometimes I don't bathe for multiple days because I'm constantly outside, and it's like, what's the point? I'm gonna be sweating my balls off. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> so, it's gross. Uh, so typically, when I take selfies of my photos I post on Instagram, it's a day that I'm typically within relative range of me yeah, bathing. Yeah, you look like garbage, man. <laughs> gross um oh so great advice there i literally do nothing and chris does everything um next question from shay o'hara what cigar started at all well we've got this question before but i'll answer it again for me and we'll make it quick was the cao america it was the first cigar i'd ever smoked it launched me into my love of cigars it launched me out of my love long term for cao <laughs> um <laughs> I, there is some stuff in their lineup that I still like and enjoy, and America's one of them just because I kind of I hold it close. But, um, yeah, the CEO of America, very first cigar I ever smoked with a buddy of mine, uh, I would say now about 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, I don't know which Almost order right. it was for me, but it was one of two. It was the CAO America because Dave gave it to me because yeah. I didn't have any cigars, didn't have anything. I, right. just, I was like, yeah, I'll try one. It was the CAO America, and then there was not the limited edition one, but just like the regular one. And then um, Drew Estatement Java. Yeah. In fact, I had two of those that night. Yeah. You were in love with that, meant Java. Yeah. See, there you go, Drew Estate. Even, I mean, that technically is a Drew Estate cigar. Technically is. The cafe line. Right. So it's... It's not uncommon for people who are getting into smart so cigar smoking yeah. to smoke infused cigars. Now, I would say you will that the Drew Estate Rocky Patel um, combo of the Mint Java, the Java line, I think they have the Cherry Java now. To me, much better anything in the Acid lineup. Yeah, probably your more premium go to, but it's not uncommon for new smokers to smoke infusion. It just eases you into the process. Everybody puts cream and sugar in their first coffee. I don't think I did. Liar. Uh, <laughs> it's black. black now. No, I probably didn't honestly. Um, but I have like this internal satanic thing. So okay, Mister Unique. Most people add cream and sugar. Most people do. To their coffee. Most people are also it. wrong. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, yeah, it was Drew Estate. Uh, yeah. Um, great with coffee. River underscore Ford. I think we already answered this question uh, through the IPC bar breakdown. What are you most looking forward to at IPCPR? Definitely the H99. Um, there's also the, the new Crown Heads. Uh, Court Reserve is another one that I'm... We talked about it in the last episode. Warped has one, I think, with the dark wrapper. Warped has a new one coming out. There's some new stuff. Um, Cornelius, and Anth- Cornelius and Anthony announced the, um, the release of the Gent and the Mistress, but those were announced a little further back. Yeah. So it wasn't really news per se, but they're showing them. And I think it's limited box release on the Gent at any and only people who are actually at the show. So it's tough for me to get excited about that, knowing that I may never get my hands on it. But I do have a love for Cornelius and Anthony, so if whatever chance I get, we'll we'll discuss it further. But it's got to be the H ninety nine. It's got to be the stuff coming out of the Drew Estate factory for me personally. Yeah, and It'd maybe the uh, maybe the Zycar acquisition of Fuego. Just kidding, that's garbage. Um, J Ray Hole, what's your favorite local cigar store? Well, 
Well, we got we got. That's a loaded question because my favorite's still shitty in comparison to all the other ones I've been to across the country. Um, I'm actually not going to name the name because I literally just said they're shitty. Uh, there's only really a few around here that yeah. has the brands that we like to smoke and carry. Um, I was actually just at one yesterday, which if I had to choose a favorite is probably my favorite only specifically based upon the inventory that they have. They have a good selection of inventory. Not a good experience. Not a good experience. Store looks like garbage. They have bird shit everywhere. Not You're cool. really giving it away now. <laughs> but but there are a few people there that I really, really like. So there's a couple of the reps I get along with. They knew who I am when I come in. They know kind of the stuff I'm looking for. So where I usually bitch about somebody coming up and walking to me and asking me quite asking me like the prototypical well what do you like to smoke and i'll break it down for you it's like know your audience um they already know who i am so i can have intelligent conversations with them hey what do you've got in the back what's new that i should try and i can be steered in the right direction so i find value in that i don't find value in all the other garbage that they have in their store so yeah yeah when i walk in there it's always like hey we got some more of those Cro-Magnon Fremorians from Roma yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'll take four. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the box. Give me the box. But you're probably single-handedly keeping that inventory in that I store. Know. Because they have a really old-school following. So really good cigars like Roma Craft, and this is just based on where they're at. Good cigars like Roma Craft, it, they just, they don't have, it's like people coming there always looking for Fuentes or looking for Rocky Patels or looking for some of those larger brands that unfortunately just hey, aren't as good. You like Fuentes? We have every lineup in every 12 Vitolas. Yeah, they do. I mean, they carry so much. Um it's it's just that's their following. I mean, they got they got guys coming in buying boxes of that shit. And that's cool. That's I mean that's that's the image that they portray at their facility. So They really do. You're not really going to go I thought it was shocking I went in there yesterday and I picked up 3 Mule Kicks because I love them that much. Other cigar stores, you can't find a mule kick anymore. I go to this place, and they still have a whole fucking box full of them left. Why? It's not because they're not good cigars. Their clientele are people who are literally on their deathbed. (laughs) Um, I'm just happy that they have the room and the space. And they're starting to bring in some really good new stuff. Like They just brought in Cornelius and Anthony a few months ago, which I was excited about. They're bringing in new lines that have a lot of intrigue behind them, which I... I get really excited about because I come in and you come in and a couple of our buddies come in and we buy the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, And as long as we're buying them, I'll continue bringing them in. So I just imagine that that's the case. Like, uh, would you like to try some other Fuente? We got these new mule kicks. Mule kick. What's a mule kick? Yeah. It's like, that's a goddamn mule kick. It's a St. Andreas rapper. I don't know nothing about a St. Andreas rapper. Dude, I hate listening to old guys who just goes, I only smoke this. (laughs) <laughs> my favorite. I only smoke this. I'm like, wow. So you're you're just inherently against any sort of outside representation of great cigars. And I just want to be like, oh, by the way, what you're smoking is garbage <laughs> in comparison to all the other stuff that's out there. Yeah. I, I got I hate that old school way of thinking. But you know what? The tides, they are a change. Um, Best pizzas, DiGiorno. Have you ever had like a Marion? No, no, no. no. DiGiorno. Have you ever had Donatus? No, no, no. Yeah. I don't eat that stuff. I love people who say I don't eat that stuff, but have never had it before. <laughs> right. Like our dad. Yeah. I don't eat that stuff. Well, you've ever had it? No, but I don't. I don't eat it. 
<laughs> clearly, clearly. Yeah. Um, this last question, which is not cigar related at all, but we're going to cover it, um, is from underscore space underscore Sam underspace. Underscore. Is that a real person? I said underspace. Uh, yeah, this person on Instagram. Why has God abandoned us? Um, at first, I was going to just ignore this question, but because we always say to our collective audience that we are going to answer every question that comes in, <laughs> by God, we're going to answer this question. Why has God abandoned us? One, has God abandoned us? Two, is there a God that can abandon us? And three, don't you think we suck enough as fucking human beings if you were our inherent religious parent, you would fucking disabandon us too? Fuck yeah. I would not claim that human existence is part of my creation ever because we are the worst. I like, the, I like my God to party. I just broke that and shit And I out. don't think the world parties enough for God. Oh, no. I think the world's partying just, just fine. I think, the, I think maybe we're doing too much partying. The only thing, if you think about it, the only thing that's still really pure in this earth are animals that only do things based on instinct and not logic and reason. Think about it. I want my God to like party and, and be lead vocals in a, in like Van Halen or <laughs> Leonard Skinner. I love how I'm trying to be serious about it and you're just like, <laughs> so no, but I really do have a serious thing. Okay. Don't you think... So let's pretend, I'm saying pretend because there's no way God created us. I can pretend. But let's pretend that God created humanity. Mm -hmm. Do you think where we're at now was the outcome that he had hoped for or she? Could be she, could be trans. Do you think that that God looked at us today and goes, this is exactly what I was hoping was going to happen. There's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no way. You know what? If I was a parent, right? You raise kids, and until they're about 18, they're never matured enough to be let go and out on their own. 18, not even at 18. You know what I'm saying? 25. Okay, let's say 25. Kids should live with their parents until 25. Most parents, they nurture their children, and they guide them, and they carry them out until they're at the age where where the parent feels, feels like that child is mature enough to do his thing on their own. Right. I feel like we're still in our infancy stage. If there is a God... We're still really immature and still really infant based that we're not quite there to be like, okay, you guys can now, I, I trust that you, you're going to make the right decisions. We're, we're, we're like kids, man. We're making mistakes like fucking crazy right now. You know, what's, um, what's that movie you cried, you, you cried the good son, the good son. We are Macaulay Culkin. We are Macaulay Culkin. And guess what? God is our mother and she's she, pissed. She's going to let us go. She's pissed and she's disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> going to drop us off a cliff. Yeah. I have a feeling. We're going to have to clean up our goddamn act. I will believe in God in the moment that an asteroid comes barreling towards this earth that will wipe out human existence. Because I feel like we have now disappointed God to the point of which human existence needs a hard refresh. Oh, geez. So God just basically... Takes his pool cue and smashes it into we're our just, giant ball. We're just Tinker Toys. That's yeah. all we are. We're Legos. Once, once we know that this Lego structure is no longer valid, no longer working, or is outdated, we're just going to take that Lego structure down and build a new structure. That's all humanity is. Think yeah. about it. I mean... Happy for watching. You know what else is wild? 
and I'm going to leave you and our audience. My mind blown? Dude, think about this. So there is a theory that there is an infinite amount of universes that exist. Yes. Because there's an infinite amount of universes, there's an infinite amount of scenarios that can exist, meaning that there is an infinite amount of you and I having this discussion. But slightly varied. No variation. The exact same thing, wearing the exact same stuff, saying the exact same things, because if you have infinite amount of universes, you have an infinite amount of... You're going to have an infinite amount of experiences, and those experiences are going to be replicated and duplicated. So this thing that's happening right now could very well have already happened or will happen an infinite amount of times over and over and over and over and over in different places in the universes. Maybe that's why I have deja vu so much. Think about that. I'm just ponder that shit. Mentally linked to another time and space. Dude, it's crazy. It's yeah. mind-blowing. But I think about it a lot. But I kind of like the men in black theory. We're just all in these, like, fucking marbles, and there's just some aliens rolling us on a fucking pool table or table. We probably are. I honestly think humanity and our existence is a giant experiment. That'd be wild. Also ponder that. Yeah. Now, you may think I'm crazy. I probably am. But is it reasonable to think this is a giant experiment? And I'm going to ask our audience to ponder that. You've got some homework to do. You have some homework to do. You have a week to do it. But I would love to hear people's thoughts. Dude, I'd really love to smoke. About this expanded universe. I'd really love to smoke a cigar with an alien. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'd really love to smoke weed right now to ponder <laughs> this. Because I'll be that honest, I, I was high when I started thinking about all this stuff. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah. Huh. And with that, that concludes Milestone. Episode 60. 60 people. That was like the. Look cr- where we have started and look at where we're at now. It was like the weirdest rambling of an episode, too. It was very, very scattered. Very. It was very ill produced. And I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we hope everybody took away some stuff from IPCPR. A lot of those editions and releases will be out in early August. So keep your eyes peeled. You're going to see a lot of news on some stuff. Um, you're going to see probably some post news out of IPC bar. Maybe someone dies. Maybe there's oh, an acquisition. Dude. Who knows? And fucking things sh- are going to happen. Shout out to Romacraft for putting me on their story. Wall. Yeah, that was really cool. So Chris was, uh, his picture was featured on this giant fucking story wall and Romacraft. And actually, I don't know if you saw where somebody commented, uh, I think it was Tony copied us in, yeah. but, um, Skip had, commented and he goes yeah that's my dude <laughs> so i thought that was pretty funny um so it was really cool that they featured you on there a little disappointed i didn't have a picture on there because i only post romacraft pictures you know probably three times a week but that's okay not salty about it at all um Thanks, but it, but it was really and cool Mike. it was really really cool to see your pic- picture on there amongst a collective really cool group of people i so. fangirled when i saw it because i was looking at the walls like wait what's going on the best part is is mike palmer and our face, our faction group. Yeah, he actually took the picture and zoomed it in, and goes, "Oh, look!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like the picture of you, which I thought was pretty cool. So it's funny that multiple people who are in the faction or follow us actually saw your picture on there. It was cool because I saw it earlier in the night, and I totally just I, I browsed over right it. over. I it. liked it and I glazed over. Yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even notice that you were in there, but it's really cool that you were. So that's uh, much appreciated for uh, Rummercraft yeah. to throw Chris's image in there. Um, just for that, I'm going to smoke four. It's a challenge now. 
for Cro-Magnon for Morians today, live streamed at 6 p.m. Tune in on Instagram. Yeah, you'll die. Um, and with that, Chris, you mentioned Instagram. How can they get a hold of you? Instagram. Uh, <laughs> big Six Chris. The only way. <laughs> Uh, some change up on brand on some big six stuff. So, you know, be cognizant. I'm starting to do more black and white photography, more staged photos. So yeah, man, but I love posting good shit. And if it's, if my face isn't on there and I lose a couple followers cause I'm not posting a selfie, I apologize. I probably looked like fucking garbage. Yeah. Well, you didn't. And I'm a little anyway. self-conscious about looking like complete garbage. That's unintentional. Intentional is one thing, right? But unintentional I won't have it. For sure. Yeah. It's okay to look like shit when you mean to. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all the followers on, on, on Facebook, dude. Yeah. All the engagements. Great. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you can get a hold of me at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. Uh, also an administrator of the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction Facebook group. Uh, please, if you could on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Be mucho appreciado, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, it would be really awesome if you could do that. We're also on Podomatic and Stitcher and a whole bunch of other fucking conglomerate type podcast kayak.coms. And people, please be nice to Ronald O. Walter on Facebook and Instagram. He was yeah. getting a lot of negative press. Yeah. Fuck that old guy. You should really make it look like an old guy. I should. Um, anyway, thank you. This has been an awesome episode 60, and we will be back at you with episode 61 next week. See you, everyone.